Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Property Boss Mums. My name is Emma Allen. I'm Sharon Bay. And I'm Elaine Stack. Hello, ladies. How are you? Today's episode, we thought we would talk about a topic that affects every family, and that is around the cost of living. So interest rates have been putting lots of pressure on budgets as well as lots of other things. And I guess there's different aspects to how the cost of living has added pressure to to each household. And so maybe if we tackle it from the perspective of property owners, how have interest rates and increasing costs affected owners and maybe from the other perspective, renters? Elaine? There is so much to talk about, Elaine. There is a huge amount to talk about. I suppose for me at the moment, I'm really looking at those rent increases across the board and across the portfolio. Yeah. Um, And that does put pressure on households. Um, And there is pressure and there's a lot of talk about pressure on the renter and that the interest rate increase has been, the pressure has been put back on the renter. But I think from my point of view, sometimes I have to look at when was the rent last increased Mm. and it's been a long time and we haven't had those rental increases. Mm. So for the investor, it's a really Mm. good time, but it's hard. It's hard in the household. It is, especially if a renter hasn't really had an increase of the amounts that rents are currently, especially in Sydney. Mm -hmm. Um, I did a presentation a few weeks ago and I asked if anyone had their rents increased and all these hands went up and I, and I asked one gentleman, how, by how much? And he said 35%. Yeah, that's huge. That's massive. Yeah. It's a huge increase. Yeah. 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 So I think from the property investing perspective, we've seen some households actually come back together, whereas during COVID people were spreading out, having more space, and now we're seeing, yeah, those two-bedroom units fill up with perhaps two couples again. Are you finding that? Um, I'm not finding that people are coming back to share just as of yet, just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, from my point of view, what I'm actually doing is the data that I'm pulling on rent increases and we're mm. looking at it um, mostly across the apartments anyway. There, there's large increases. So that bracket between I think 400 per week mm. and 1,000 is where we're seeing the largest increase. Okay. But we're looking at the data and we're sharing that data with the tenant. Mm. I think that's really important yeah. because I think a lot of people don't know why they received the increase. But if mm. you give them the data, they can see, okay, if I start looking on the market currently, what's available to me? Yeah. Um, and lucky for me, I have some fantastic owners that are not looking for the maximum. Yes. Um, they're looking at increasing, but a fair increase. Yeah. Um, my job is to keep that happy medium because I want to increase the value of their investment. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because yeah. like recently, um, again, asked in another seminar that we did last week, uh, one, of the, uh, one of the questions was, are owners purposely passing on the interest rate rises to their tenants? And our response is you can't pass it on if the market's not going to accept it. So otherwise you're going to get vacancy. So I think there has to be a happy medium with the actual, you know, the supply and demand balance. That's right. And you're seeing increases, I think, I think we just had the 11th rate increase. Yeah. So how are they going to, you know, pass that on? You can't have a rent increase 11 times during a year. Yes. They, yeah. So I think um, the other thing is tenants, they really had a lot of protection during COVID mm. and they, um, 
you know, I, I know of lots of cases where people just stop paying rent because, you know, A, they couldn't afford to, but B, they just did it. Even if they could afford it, they just stopped paying rent. And so there was a lot of, um, I would have evicted those people, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. Have but they, you know, and l- landlords just had to take that. Mm. What can you say? You can't, you, yeah, there was protection in place so that you can't, you couldn't evict the tenants. Even if they said, well, I've lost my job. I can't pay rent. What can you do? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. That's right. So. I think if people lost their jobs, then it was a different um, situation. But if, you know, for me, when somebody came to me for a rent increase, straight away we had a rent reduction, sorry, rent increase in the brain, mm. um, a rent reduction, I would run through the whole scenario with them. It wasn't just, it wasn't a straight no or it wasn't a straight yes. It mm. was, can you supply this information to me so I can take it to the landlord? And it was really about open communication yeah. and ensuring tenants were protected. We did a lot of of rent reductions, but mm. the rent came right back up straight away once COVID was over. Yeah. I think that's been missed. Um, and a lot of people, their rents didn't go back up and now they're jumping up. So instead of being, mm. say they were reduced to 500 during COVID from 550, now they're going up to 600 and they're thinking, oh, what's going on? But they've had that rent reduction. That's right. So we have yeah. to look at that across the board. Every situation is an individual because mm. no tenant and no landlord is the same. Um, and everybody has different needs. Yeah. And some people are under the pump with the interest rate. Mm. But I think it's about time as well that the rental market has had a big jump because I haven't seen that in 20 years. Mm. This yeah. size of an increase up for rent mm. increases. And it's it's great. It's great to see. Yeah. yeah. The reality is if a landlord doesn't pay their mortgage to the bank, they will lose the property. Mm. So I think, I guess there's the pressure at the renters. There's also pressure on the owners. It's just like, if you don't pay your rent, you have to leave. If you don't pay your mortgage, you're going to lose the property. So to make this all happen as a little micro economy of, you know, housing, we all actually have to work together. And I think most landlords will recognize that it is trying to strike that balance. Yeah. Emma, that's a really good call because the biggest part of my job is about communication. Mm. And if you're not communicating between your landlord and tenant, um, you're not going to get the results. I don't have tenants that are behind so far behind in their rent that they're going to be evicted because it's open communication. Yeah. And if you communicate properly, then it all works out. Yeah. There is obviously very difficult situations, especially with families mm. um, that inc- the increase in the cost of living is, is taking its, yeah. you know, taking its toll. But again, communication and and making a decision on what do I want to achieve over the next five years? Probably that brings us on to our next topic. Like where do we, what do you want to achieve as an individual financially? And Mm. sometimes with the rent, it's time to downsize. So you might be in a three bedroom house. You only use the two bedrooms. Well, then let's look at downsizing to a two bedroom. Mm. I talk about this all day. What's your next topic, Emma? <laughs> well, look, it, it's, it's, it's a tricky one. And just, just to wrap up on that note, um, there are different state legislations coming through mm-hmm. to really stop exorbitant rental increases. So in Queensland, they're putting a, a, a through that you can only increase it once. Um, in 12 months. Once in 12 months. Yeah. 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 The challenge is that's also not, it, it's in retrospect as well. So if a, if a landlord was kind to a tenant and said, hey, we don't want to take your rent up by $200, we're going to stagger it, they, they're also unable to do that. But I believe in New South Wales, uh, rental bidding is also being stopped. 
So, so that's going to help. Yeah, definitely. And I guess we came together to try and find solutions and to help people work their way, ideally out of the rental market and into ownership. Mm -hmm. So what do you reckon, Sharon, what could be a pathway for people? I guess, um, looking at, Oh, What's I've that lost fancy my new word, Sharon, uh-huh. that you uh, yeah. we talked about today is rent right. vesting. Rent vesting. I don't know if people know what this term means, but it has, I think a few years ago, it became quite popular. And it's when, you know, we had, gosh, I think it was actually two cycles ago when people started saying, oh, gosh, property is so unaffordable. Um, how are we ever going to get into the property market? And people realize, you know what, I, you know, if you're living in a great area, you've got your family, you've got your friends, you've got your community there, but you can't afford to buy in that area. Why not just rent there Mm -hmm. and go and invest in property elsewhere? That way you're still on the property ladder. You've got an asset that's going to continue uh, to grow in value. However, you don't need to give anything up in terms of where you live. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, I think um, a lot of young people are much happier to do it. I don't know if that's been your experience, Emma. Yeah, definitely. I think when they're squeezed out of the Sydney market um, and they start to think, okay, well, I've got a deposit. How do I utilize this? Mm. Rent vesting becomes a much easier amount for them to handle rather than committing to a million dollar, two million dollar mortgage here. Yeah. They're investing with, you know, six, seven hundred thousand and getting value for money, wherever that may be. Yeah, that's right. And one other thing I was going to say was with rent vesting, you can put down as little as around 10% ideally Mm -hmm. to buy an investment property. You are going to pay lender's mortgage insurance because you don't have the full 20%, but the LMI, the lender's mortgage insurance is deductible. Yeah. I mean, check that with your accountant. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not providing accounting advice, but that's it's all deductible. So even if you have a smaller deposit, you can still invest in properties. Um, again, if you can afford to, you might invest in a property down the road from you. But um, you have all those tax benefits. You, have, um, you don't have to have as much of a deposit. Um, and I think that's a really great alternative yeah. for people. You've got the flexibility to move around as well. That's right. Um, We have some clients that are rent vesters. They're up to their third and fourth property, Mm -hmm. but they rent in the suburb that they want their school, their kids to go to school in. So they're in an exclusive school zone, which would normally cost them, you know, several million just to have a house there. So they rent in that suburb um, and they've built their portfolio outside it. So we definitely see it a lot. Oh, definitely. And I think with the um, people, young people that are thinking, will I invest in property? Um, And they're living in, you know, a really nice part of Sydney could be anywhere in Sydney, but just say they're in the <laughs> eastern suburbs and they've decided they're young, in their 20s, got a good career on the way um, and they want to know what I'm going to do. And I love to see them rent vesting. Yeah. I think it's a great option. Yes. Um, and especially when apartments in the eastern suburbs are very expensive, the North Shore, Inner West, all across Sydney, that it's very hard to invest in that area. And then the capital growth isn't there for them. I want to see those people, 20s, 30s, investing in good investment properties. Yep. Yeah. And we've got rent investors that live on the northern beaches. Yes. You know, out in the burbs, out west. And it's it's expensive in all parts of Sydney now. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the key is that they can have – the lifestyle and invest based on a, on a budget and be really objective about it. 
Um, and often that budget takes them across borders where they can potentially pick up a house for what ordinarily they would get as an old yeah. type of investment here. Yeah. I think if they're concerned then about their rent increasing over the period, you have my top tips. Mm. If you are renting, you're worried about the rent um, being increased over the next couple of years mm-hmm. is to write to your property manager and ask for that information to be shared with your landlord. Explain to them what you're actually doing. Um, explain to them that you're a long-term tenant. Hopefully you're paying your rent on time. You're maintaining the property well, and that will all stand to you. And an owner will say, you know what, tenant in for the next 10, 12 to 24 months is a great investment for me as well. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. there's a cost communication. to- That's right. There's yeah. a cost to finding a new tenant. And, you know, even with the vacancy rates being so low at the moment, there's no guarantees that your place won't be, you know, will be rented straight away. So you're losing rent as well. Yeah. And I have to say one of the- um one of the things that one of my tenants actually said was we said, look, we, we are planning to increase it by a small amount. And they came back to us through, via the property manager and said, well, we actually um, need to go and ask for a wage increase from our employer. And I thought, wow, if that it's that tight, we actually mm-hmm. love them. They, you mm-hmm. know, look after the property. They do all the right things. And I just said to them, well, you know what, if uh, we know wages aren't growing. Um, and so we said, yeah, that's fine. You know what, let's just negotiate somewhere in the middle. Um, we don't want you to feel like we're, you know, trying to squeeze every dollar out of you. Yeah. We appreciate you. We, you know, we want them to stay long term. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I guess my tip would be start. You have to start some somewhere, yes. sometime. So if you're mm. renting, start Never saving, too late. build that deposit. Yep. And once you have the ability to be able to invest, get in. It doesn't really matter where the market is. If you've got a team that can help you find a location, find something that's within your budget, just get your foot on the ladder. That's that right. My big tip. Oh god, that would be all of our big tips. Right? I think that would be percent. Yeah. I think that would be. That's it. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. We'll Thank you. Bye. Bye.